On today's Locked On Angels, let's talk about Justin Upton. Can he actually contribute at the major league level in 2022? Plus, we're taking more of your questions here today, including a look at the Angels broadcasting situation and who's going to win MVP in 2022. That's right now on Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Steve Granado. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. It's a Monday mailbag. Every Monday, we answer your questions. We take them over on Twitter, our YouTube community, and, of course, our voicemail line. Don't forget to give us a call, 714-409-6396. If you forget that phone number, it is in the episode description. It's open 24-7, 365. And before we start, I want to thank you guys, 800 subscribers on YouTube of Officially, you are awesome. Let's keep bursting down those doors all the way to 1,000 by opening day. If you're on our audio side listening every day, why don't you hop on over to YouTube? It's a more fleshed out show. And of course, we have exclusive content on our YouTube side as well with our shorts. And of course, if you're watching for the first time on YouTube, Welcome over here, and of course, hit that subscribe button if you like this content, and drop me a big like. It helps me out a ton when I format shows, create shows, all that kind of stuff. I'm always listening to your feedback. Okay, let's jump into our first question of the day, and just like the title suggests, we're going to talk about Justin Upton. This is coming from Halo's Jam uh, over on Twitter. What should the Angels do with Upton? Should the Angels start Justin Upton this year or use him for a trade piece? Upton seems to be going on a downfall, and if we want a ring, I don't know if he can help. Thanks, Toon Jam. I appreciate you checking in. Uh, you always f- sending in those fire questions, man. I appreciate it. Always getting in on the love here on our Monday Mailbags. All right, Justin Upton. Let's talk about Justin. Um, so Upton, obviously, will be entering his final years of his five-year contract that he signed with the Halos. And yes, it has been a roller coaster of a ride. I mean, he has had some uh, good little stretches. He had a good stretch in 2021 when he was pushed into the leadoff spot. And I want to start there with a conversation. I still think that the Angels might try him at the leadoff role. Um, We talked about that a couple of weeks on a Monday mailbag. I can't remember which one it was, but we talked about potentially having either Fletcher or Upton being your leadoff guy. Um, and I still think the Angels might toy with that idea. I, I know that it really worked um, last year when Upton was struggling and trying to find his mojo again. It, it really helped him simplify his swing. So I'm curious to see if the Angels want him to do that in 2022. I think what it's really going to boil down to with Justin Upton is going to be spring training. I think it's going to be kind of like the shortstop situation, and it's just going to be a battle for left field. Is it going to be Marsha, Dell, or Upton, or Trout, or however the outfield shakes? Um, I think two of the three spots have taken, right? Trout, and then I I would figure Adele um, in right field, and then I think it's going to be Marsha and Upton battling for left. I, I, I just think that's how it's going to go right now, especially if the Angels don't make any acquisitions in the outfield um, once we get started uh, after the lockout. So I still think that Upton is more than likely going to be a part of the team in 2022. Is he going to be a massive part? I don't know. Does he take a back seat? Um, that is totally you know, viable. I, I think that the clock uh, of patience has potentially ran out on Justin Upton a little bit. Um, not that I don't think that he can contribute at the major league level. I still think there's some life in that bat. And, uh, you know, I think he deserves the full opportunity to compete for a spring training spot. 
Um, but I still think it boils down to who who's more productive, right? That's always going to be what it's boiling down to. And if it's not Upton, then it's not Upton. I don't think the Angels are going to trade him. I think it's going to be way too hard to move him uh, if if he shows signs of life. And you know, the Angels will have to eat most of that money if you're a money kind of person um, to to get rid of him if that's what you're thinking. Um, and then he'd have to waive a no trade. So there's a lot of uh, factors in moving a Justin Upton. That's why I think he's still going to stick around and probably battle it out for that left field starting spot. We'll see though. We'll see. I, I, we got to get out of the lockout first before any of this stuff kind of happens. Thanks again, Toon Jam. I appreciate it. Always checking in here um, at Locked on Angels over on Twitter. You can tweet us on Sundays and on Saturdays, and we will answer them on Mondays. Okay, uh, let's jump on over to the YouTube side. We got a question coming in here uh, on our YouTube community. Is it worthy of trading Adele, Marsh, Detmers, Bachman for starting pitchers like Castillo, Gray, Molly, Montes, Manaya, or Bassett? Or signing for frontier starting pitching like Rodon Kershaw or Kershaw? Or should the Angels sign trade middle or end tier starting pitcher like Granke, Pineda, Kikuchi, uh, Brett Anderson, Tyler Anderson, uh, Cueto, or Merrill Kelly? Bunch of names you just threw at me. Um, so let's go ahead and, and we've, we've talked about the Della Marsh and I actually we have a full episode on trading Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh. So I'm going to go ahead and link that down below as well. So make sure to check that out. It is a complete uh, full on dive, like a 20 minute dive into that whole idea on what it could bring back. Why we, why would you want to do it? Um, and if it's wise or not. So I won't go too into it. Uh, essentially the, the crux of that is I, I think it's not worthy of trading Adele and Marsh, especially both of them for a guy like um, Luis Castillo. Um, you're not going to, or like, you know, Castillo or Sonny Gray or, um, guys like that. I, I just don't see losing seven years of future over something like that. Um, so as far as trading with Oakland, I think that's more of a possibility. I still think the asking price is probably going to be too high on a Castillo deal. But I, I've again, as I've laid out a couple of times already, it still seems like Carlos Rodon might be the main guy you're going after. I think the injury concern is obviously there. I'll also link another episode we did on Carlos Rodon uh, in the episode description. If you've ever missed that episode, you can go back and check that out. We had a full episode on Carlos Rodon and whether the Angels should sign him or not. Um and there are concerns with Carlos Rodon, just like there's concerns with Car- uh, Clayton Kershaw, right? So the the kind of what I'm getting at here is all the guys that are left, all the available arms are question marks, question you know, kind of question marks, like halfway question marks. A lot of it has to do with health. And, um, you know, I, I still think that the Angels are probably one starting pitcher away. Um, I think they've done a pretty darn good job in getting Noah Syndergaard. They lost out on Alex Cobb, obviously. Um, Dylan Bundy wasn't coming back. So you do lose a couple of arms. Um, we recently saw Patrick Sandoval throwing. So it looks like he should be ready for spring training, um, which is a good sign. Um, so there are options in-house right now. Um, you are probably going to be asking a lot of your younger guys, your Sam Bachmans, um, your Reed Detmers and things like that. But I think if you can hang on to the guys that you've already acquired, they're in the system. You ain't losing them unless you want to lose them. So um, I still think they're probably one away and that Carlos Rodon might be a good deal. We'll see. We'll see if the Angels want to go in that direction. Appreciate it. Um, we have one more question here. This is coming from Disappointed Angels fan here in this segment uh, saying over on Twitter, the Angels drafted 20 pitchers in 20 rounds in the last draft. How many do you think will be regulars in the bigs? Thanks, disappointed Angels fan. All right, let's go. Um, let's just go in on the uh, on the math of it. Statistics, 10% of minor leaguers typically make it to the major league. So there you go. Nice and simple. Two. I would say two. 
will probably make it to the. I mean, more will probably make it to the majors, but twenty uh, pitchers drafted, probably two will be more so mainstays. I know that seems really, really low and bleak, but that's just the way it goes, man. Um, you know, if you can get somewhere in the five range, then call that a big victory. It's tough, man. It's hard to predict futures. It's hard to avoid injuries, and it's hard to develop into a major league star. That's why it's so difficult. It's why it's uh, such a good league. So, of the twenty pit, I would say two. Uh, two to two to four. I'll go on the t- the high end of that. Two to four will be regulars in the major leagues. It's the new year, so New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll actually want to eat it, unlike those other gross, chalky, waxy protein bars out there, right? You want to eat healthy, but it gets boring sometimes. We're already a couple of weeks into January and you're probably getting over it, but you know what? Built Bar is going to get you through and push you past into February. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Back here on Locked On Angels, your first listen of the day. Let's go ahead and jump to a voicemail. Of course, you can always call us 714-409-6396. Let's take a listen. Hey, Steve, Tracy McFate from Henderson, Nevada, lifetime Angel fan. Uh, what's happening in the uh, broadcast booth is really puzzling. I kind of come from the adage of it's uh, not broke, don't fix it. Rich Waltz did a great job in a tough situation uh, after Sutton was let go. Uh, Patrick O'Neill does a fine job in kind of leading the pregame and postgame show, but Patrick is not a play-by-play guy, and I think he proved that you know, in the few games that he did last year. Again, I don't know why uh, Rich Walsh wasn't capped. Um, Alex Curry uh, was a staple on the pregame and postgame show, and she's not there anymore. And it just seems kind of like an indication now of what's been happening with the Angels uh, the last few years, just a lack of stability. Um, but um, uh, I'm just afraid that at this point next year, they're going to be looking for another play-by-play guy. Uh, go Halos. Hey, Tracy, thanks for checking in again, 714-409-6396. All right, let's go ahead and talk about this um, broadcasting situation. Yes, so Patrick O'Neill on, I believe it was Thursday, late Thursday afternoon, early evening, uh, was announced as the number two broadcaster, uh, the number two play-by-play man behind Matt Vaskersian. Uh, Patrick obviously has been pre and post for years and years and years, has been went from Fox Sports and now working for Bally Sports, um, does Kings, has done NFL in the past, um, has done some playoff baseball, as well for Fox. Um, So he has done plenty of pre and post sidelines in the dugout, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I am a big Patrick O'Neill fan. I'm just not. Um, And that's okay. That's okay. I don't have, not everybody has to like you, right? (laughs) And not everybody is going to like you. Um, I think that he does a pretty good job pre and post. Um, He's won a couple of enemies for it. Um, I think he does a pretty good job for Kings. um, And I think he does a pretty decent job for the Angels. That being said, um, Patrick O'Neill is not a play-by-play guy. Uh, He's just not. And I've talked about it multiple times on the show. I am a 
play-by-play guy. Um, I've been doing it for nearing a decade at this point, and it's a tough job. Um, I'll, it, it warrants a lot of criticism as a play-by-play person. Um, and, and take all this with a grain of salt. Maybe you value my opinion, and maybe you don't, and that's okay, too. Um, but my opinion is, I really wish that this secondary position would have stayed with Rich Waltz, one. I, I still don't think that Rich should have gone. I, I really liked Rich Waltz. And I've laid that out before. I laid that out a couple of weeks ago. But... Patrick O'Neill's just not a play-by-play guy. And that's okay. It's a tough job. And I'll say the same thing about Jose Moda. Jose Moda's not a play-by-play guy. Um, and he's a great sideline reporter. And that's okay. You can be a great studio host. You can be a great sideline reporter. You can be a good fantasy person. You can be a good betting person. Like, there are many niches to reporting. You can be a great writer. That doesn't necessarily mean those same skills are going to translate. Am I going to give Patrick O'Neill a chance? Of course. Of course I am. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I really would have wished that A, this would have stayed with Rich Waltz, or B, gone to a broadcaster of color. Um, the Angels led the forefront for a while. You mentioned Alex Curry there, Tracy. Um, obviously, Alex Curry has gone on to do national stuff, which great for her. She did the uh, gold uh, gold medal runs for U.S. Women National Team, and and you know I, I'm so happy for Alex Curry. I'm so happy that she's happy. I'm so happy that she's found uh, a perfect job, and at least from the outside looking in. Um, so good for her, man. Uh, I, I would selfishly love to have her on angels live pre and post still and in in field reporting but she's on to bigger and better things and that's great for her um but as far as patrick knows concerned again i i mean he's gotten the blessing of uh you know victor rojas and and gooby's excited no at least publicly they are um and uh, it still looks like patrick o'neill is going to be doing pre and post as well so We'll see, man. I, I again, I he's he's a different brand. His play-by-play style of the nine games that we've heard is different. It's more talk showy, and that is not necessarily my cup of tea. I'm a hair more traditional in the play-by-play, um, adding color, adding information, um, and adding excitement, which is the one thing that uh, that Patrick O'Neill and I kind of coincide on is the excitement level. So I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Um, Again, I would have liked it to go to a broadcaster of color, um, but here we are. Um, There are plenty of talented people out there. I'm curious to see how they landed on this decision. It's a little strange. I'm not going to lie. Again, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to mince words. I am... Not necessarily like cautiously optimistic, but I will wait out for further judgment. Um, But my initial reaction was... Uh, I'm not super into that move, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up going on, and and we wish the best of luck to Patrick O'Neill in in filling that secondary role. Thanks again for your voicemail, 714-409-6396. Let's get to more questions here. This is coming from Chef Rooney um, over on Twitter. This is from last week. We had to jump back and and get some more questions. You guys sent us a bunch last week, so I had to get a a couple from there. Um, This one coming from Chef Rooney said, MVP this year, Trout or Otani? Gut reaction, I'm going to go Trout. Sorry, Otani fans. Uh, I'm going to say Trout. Scotty's going to be more so suited um, for an MVP run. I think his, I mean, it's just much easier to, well, easier (laughs) in a sense, easier to focus on the one thing that it is Otani trying to do both. Obviously we know that I'm not going to rehash that over and over again, but um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Trouty there. Uh, I'm not going to say Otani's going to have a bad year. I still have faith in the guy. 
uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, if I had to pick one or two, I'm going to say Trout's going to be in the MVP running a little bit deeper. Um, one more here in this segment, uh, sticking with the Otani talk. This is coming Thor for Psy, uh 2021. Thanks over on Twitter. D Van Horn 27 saying, does Otani start the season with an extension? I'm going to say no. I think that Otani will not sign an extension before the 2022 season. Um, I think that it might be something they hash out midway through. Um, if it doesn't happen midway through, uh oh, here we go. Um, but I think it's something that they are not going to focus on once the lockout ends because I think once this lockout ends, we're going to be turning and burning and trying to get spring training back on track. I, I still think that um, we're probably going to have to push back report dates at this point. It doesn't look promising. Um, so I think report dates, report dates might be pushed back. And I think that's going to factor into an Otani extension. If you missed our episode, uh, a couple of months ago, Otani, uh, what would it take to get Otani on an extension? I'll leave that also linked in the episode description. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sp- best sports wagering action for 2022, a new year, and of course, a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts couple more questions here on today's Monday mailbag. So let's go ahead and jump to them and burn right through them. Um, this is coming from Hordes. Do you think the Angels will win the AL West if they sign Rodon and trade for Castillo despite losing Marsh or Adele? Thanks, Hordes. Haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. So good to see you checking in over on Twitter. That's at Evo Hordes. Hey, man. Um, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily both. I don't think Rodon and Castillo, obviously, if that they can swing that and hang on to Marsh or Adele or you know, whatever works out um sure i mean yeah t- t- more pitching more pitching more pitching like i'm never going to say no to more pitching um but i don't think it necessarily takes both to win the al west um so i think carlos Rodon might be enough i mean if if you get carlos Rodon 2021 carlos Rodon fully healthy in 2022 then yeah i think they can win the al west with that rotation um you know and you get some big step ups from detmers and maybe bachman in the majors uh if he can contribute um and, you know, maybe get a reliever. Boom. Done. Uh, and, and you know, stay healthy for the majority of it. And there you go. I think they do win the LS. But there is a lot of factors that contributing uh, that contribute to winning a division. So just on paper, then yes. Um, but, you know, that's kind of all we can talk about in that regard. Thanks again, Hordez. I appreciate it. Um, this one over on our YouTube side. This is coming from SHF. What do you think it will take acquisitions-wise to get the Angels into the playoff? Um, we already talked about it there for a split second, um, but yeah, I still think that one starting pitcher. But on the reliever front, I think it will end up taking a um, one more reliever, um, especially if you consider Ty Buttry uh, potentially a, at least a, a league average guy if he ends up sticking with the club. Um, I think that's uh, a, a way that the Angels can nestle their way to adding one reliever and then they add one more. Personally, I would love Andrew Chafin. Um, we've talked about that in the past. Andrew Chafin would be a great acquisition um, and that would really help things out if they can get him uh, at another uh, option there in the 6th, 7th, 8th. 
Uh, man, that that would be really, really sweet, and uh, you know, get some big step ups from uh, some of the younger guys. And um, yeah, I think that that would be enough. Um, I think the Angels might look at a, sh- depending on how the shortstop situation is shaking out halfway through the season, they might, it de- and also depending on whether they are contending or not, they would probably look at a trade um, to try and get a shortstop. Um, and of course, this all varies because of injuries and things like that. Um, but if they're getting like sub league average. Uh, out of their shortstop, then they might look to upgrade there once we come to the trade deadline. But I don't think that's going to happen before the season starts. Thanks again for your question. We have one more here today before we run away. This one coming from Bat Benigno. What do you think of the international players the Angels have signed today? Um, this is coming from a few days ago. Do you see any of them making it to the big leagues in the future? Thanks, Matt. Um, I'm always honest with you, folks. This is out of my depth. I haven't seen any of these players play. I'm watching the same videos that you are. Um, but what I am going to do is I'm going to link a great article done by Halo's Heaven. They have all the Angels International signings. They have videos for all of them. Um, people who are way more familiar with these players. And you got to remember, too, these guys are like 16, 17 years old. Who knows, man? Who who knows about these players? Uh, you know, the scouts will know more than we do because they're just looking at tools and pro- and you know, like how their bodies are going to progress potentially. Um, for me, dude, I I have no clue, and I'm not even going to pretend to understand um, scouting and stuff like that. Look, I I know a good player when I see one, um, but that's pretty much as far as I can go. Um, I, I can see where things need to develop and things like that. But again, I'm not going to pretend to understand that. So I will link that Halo's Heaven article. They did a great job of tracking all the international signings. If you are interested in that, definitely go check that out. It's in the episode description. All right, guys, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling. All our stuff is linked in the episode description, our voicemail line, our Twitter accounts, my other podcasts, all that good stuff is right down below. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Until then, I'm Steve Granato. Later.